We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. This crusade, this war on terrorism, uh, is going to take a while. We came, we saw, we died. <laughs> we tortured some folks. And the pod's been parked. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We freaking did it. Episode 50. Can't believe we made it, but we did. Uh, appreciate you being here, guys. We're kind of celebrating tonight. We talked about having a big show before we actually had a big show planned. And then we went out and got a big show. Uh, before we get to that, though, just want to say real quick, if you're watching this live, I appreciate you the most. You're the best. Thank you for being here. If you're listening later on, share the links, give it a like, leave your boy a review. That would mean a lot. Uh, appreciate you guys. And of course, every Wednesday, you can catch me on The System is Down with Dan Smots at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. But we're making moves tonight, guys, because it's going to be a short one. But like I said, a lot packed into a half hour or so. Um, Got to start by bringing out the one and the only, my main man, Dan. What's happening, dog? We did it. <laughs> 50. I, I don't know what we did, but we did 50. I'll tell you what, man. I got a little bit of slack for people that said we should be by like 75 to 100 by now. We should. <laughs> but, it, but it's all good. We'll let that slide for the minute and, uh, and move on with tonight, man. I appreciate you being here, though, brother. My pleasure, man, as always. Well, wouldn't be the same without you. But, uh, yo, man, we did it. We got a big show. A pillar of the movement is here tonight. Um, man, I'm just such a huge fan. I like when there's actual mavericks in the movement doing real shit in the streets, not just waxing on the internet. And uh, for sure, this guy is one. Um, so we're not going to waste any more time, man. He is the co-founder of Black Guns Matter, uh, the Solutionary Center in Philadelphia and the solutionary lifestyle that goes with that. You've seen him on Vice, Fox, Stossel, Timcast, The Blaze, Reason, Newsmax, CPAC, and like every Libertarian Party convention uh, you could possibly get to, including uh, the one that we just had here in Delaware a couple weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, the great and powerful Maj Touré. How you doing, Maj? What's up, y'all? Hi, y'all. Thank y'all for having me. No doubt, man. Oh, yeah. Chilling out. He's in the car. Making it work. <laughs> man. I'm... <laughs> I'm in North Philly. Okay. He's a busy my, man. Spatial awareness is on point. It's, you know, the phrasing is, is, is good in the hood. And it's good everywhere, actually. You just got to pay attention to the signs. You know, life is joyous and, and abundant. So I'm happy to be here. And we're going we gonna to talk some brass tacks. So I can't be mad at it. Yeah, man. We will. And we'll get it in. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that anybody who's watching this show is familiar with you. It's kind of like, you know, we, like building blocks, right? So we don't have to go back to the beginning, but if you want to catch people up on what you do with Black Guns Matter or the Solutionary Center, let's yeah. do that first. Um, nah, they, just go to Solutionary 
Now, <laughs> go you should see, know that, right? <laughs> on the um, on the actual site, go if you if you feel like donating after you feel you know hear this cash, shoot over to givesingo.com forward slash solutionary. There's also a breakdown of the work that we've already done because you know a lot of times people will say. Oh, what we're going to do. It's like when people make artist renderings of places. It's like, well, that's not really what the place looks like. It's just an artist rendering. So I like to get people to look at what we've already done and what we're going to continue to do and what we're doing, you know, currently. So folks can see that whether they just want to go look, sign up for a class, sign up to teach a class. They can do that at solutionarylifestyle.org or they can go to um, givesingo.com forward slash solutionary if they want to donate. Because all of the classes and all of the work that we've done for the last few years has been based on free to all, and it's been all uh, voluntary donations. We don't take any government money because it's obviously, y'all know, it's not our money. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to give you their their money, over the money to pay it forward for other people, then they will. I don't need to, I don't need to like, get a government, you know, a, a Democrat contract or a Republican contract or whatever to do that. So um, if anybody wants to see that after this conversation, you know, those are the two sites that they can hit up and they can get some, you know, context clues, the gist of the story from those sites too, as well. It's really awesome, man. I mean, again, have a brick and mortar place where again, forget the fact that it's all voluntary that's making it happen, but really important work is happening there. Uh, you know, people learning valuable life skills. And yeah. I just think that it's a, uh, it's really cool, man. You don't you don't need the Libertarian Party or the Liberty Movement or anything to do that right. and make that its own thing. It's just it's your thing, and I just think it's just the best, dude. You you know what's crazy? That's a part of the reason why I've been lately. We'll ratchet it up here shortly, but also why I've been going so hard for the Liberty Movement is because um, you're right, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a condescending or rude way at all. I don't need the Liberty Movement. I think that my community absolutely needs it. Like, like I no doubt about it would have $10 million in cash because I, 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 by this point, I would have probably opened up a dispensary. We're working on a solutionary strain right now. But I would have $10 million in cash if I wasn't, if I wasn't doing it. So, like, I'll figure out how to sell shit. The, the thing to that is, as much as we respect and um, appreciate individual rights, choices, freedoms, and liberties, collective work gets a lot of shit done fast. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the beautiful things that I like about Chinese culture. When they're focused on something, and I'm not saying the CCP, I'm saying Chinese culture. A lot of the, the culture is more steeped in family, tradition, you know, what conservatives say they are. Um, a lot of times um, those guys get stuff done because they work such in unison. And so I think my community needs the liberty movement because, you know, by and large, black communities, urban communities across America have been like hijacked on the mentality by the Democrat Party. And obviously not much has happened in productivity wise for those communities. So I think that the community needs it. Um, August the 17th, we'll be having our inaugural. We might do them monthly, biweekly. We haven't figured it out yet, um, but we'll, we'll be doing basic liber- libertarian classes at the Solutionary Center. So, you know, if you want to know what a libertarian is, if you want to understand that from a very simple standpoint, you can come to those classes, which are also, you know, for free. So saying this to say, I do think that the movement, my community definitely needs the libertarian philosophy as um, a starting point. And then when people choose to become politically active, I mean, it's important that you get politically educated. But when the community individuals at, that make up a collective decide to become um, politically active, 
then they'll have a better understanding of going into the Libertarian Party, why it's important to have options, um, and even tapping in with guys like, you know, teams like the Mises Caucus and things like that. My job is to just make sure that um, I'm a point guard. My job is to see what is happening, read the floor, read the defense, and make my players see the floor the way that I see the floor. And it's the same thing with every great player. They have a, a, a version of point guard in them. You know, when Michael Jordan was just this dominant scorer, he was not winning championships. Until he got people that he could trust and help them see the floor the same way, then, you know, fast forward to Kobe. Now, Pau Gasol, who is obviously not a super dominant big man, but that relationship with Kobe, now he can see the floor the same way that, you know, Kobe sees the floor and, and, and you know, all of these great players. So my point in saying this is, my job is to dish the rock and connect people. I, if I do this properly, I don't have to score and we can still win a championship, you know? So that's the overall thing about the center, connecting it with the Liberty Movement, recognizing it. You know, I've been getting some pushback for doing it that way. Um, there's a lot of pussies still in um, the LP. We've removed a lot of them from leadership positions over the last few years. But it's a few, I'll, be up, I'll be up in New Hampshire in a couple of weeks and I, I want to see if a lot of those guys keep that same energy in real life. But um, I just I just think there's a lot of pussies still that kind of got a lot of mouth. And it might just be Twitter shit, which is great. Um, and, I, you know, I just I just think that um, those guys have been st like a lot of them, maybe unintentionally, have been stalling the movement. There are certain people that I think de definitely were on purpose stalling the movement. But I think sometimes now dudes get get light off of being like a contrarian saying edgy shit edgy right. shit push them like these aren't the lowbirds kind these aren't the nerd the regime types these are the kind of like too base to do any business types yeah, like, i can't i can't believe you said that like when you said you were getting pushback i figured you were talking about maybe somebody in the community or something like that but you're talking about people in the lp that's insane nah, there's a there's a little bit of bigotry that i, I see it black i'm gonna say this in a way that people gonna say it's race baiting or whatever because I get called the leftist, too. It's, if you ask somebody on the right, when I talk about black issues, they'll say I'm a leftist. You ask somebody on the left, when I'm talking about individual liberty, they'll say, oh, you extreme, you're far white, MAGA, right, right, right wing. You know what I mean? So, which means I'm doing some shit right. However, yep. the pushback isn't from, when you in, in expose the hood, like, like, all right, Pete, when you take a girl to a really, really new, nice restaurant or location, She's like, oh, my God, you put some thought into that. There's never a time that she's going to say, I hated this date. It was thought out well. It was in alignment with the food was delicious or the location was amazing. She's going to forever remember that. Very rarely are you going to get pushback. And next time you say, don't worry about where we're going. It's going to be wonderful. Because the work that we've done with Black Guns Matter and my history and my community way before doing any of this work, my community is like, OK, what's this new thing? Oh, libertarianism. What's that? Well, the last restaurant you took us to with this Black Guns Matter shit was amazing. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so I don't get pushback in the hood. I get pushback from goofballs that, I, you know, like I remember I remember, I initially got pushback from Sarwark that was on my dick before he recognized that me and Mike were friends. Mike, Mike Heiss is, a, for those that may not know, the two people that don't know who Mike is in the Liberty Movement, Mike Heiss, you know, the founder of the Mises Caucus, when when Star Wars started to recognize that I was a little bit more aligned with Mike and I still wanted to keep a positive rapport, it kind of was like a dick, you know, and started going that direction. My point in saying this is because I still I extend olive branches to everyone. 
I still feel like those guys, you know, my grandmother used to say, when the truth walks in the door, a lie got to jump out the window, you know? And so those guys, when cooler people or people that you might think are cooler, even though I'm like kind of a dork and a, and a book nerd and a bookworm and all of that, people that you're somewhat intimidated by, you don't really know how to engage them if you're operating from the ego and shit. And so I think a lot of those guys are still there in that space. And to bring more urban, versatile, aggressive, and direct energy, I think a lot of people hide behind it, the non-aggression principle, not in a good way. I hide behind it all the time. I don't want to... Uh, uh, any any uh, type of aggression towards anywhere or anything that it's not, you know, warranted for. Um, however, some people will say they're respecting the net, but they're saying and doing all types of passive-aggressive, subtle shit that you would have to have an answer for if there weren't so many people okay with passive-aggressive shit, and my community is not okay with that shit. And my community is going to ask you, what you mean by that in real life? And so I think people that have found a comfortable nest for themselves and like the Minnesota nice fake passive aggressive shit are a little bit intimidated because when I start saying I'm going to start bringing more and more urban Americans, strong men and women that you can't do that shit to. Right. Without at least some sort of direct engagement. And I don't mean violence. I got to be clear about sure. that. You know, um, that fucks up. They hustle. That fucks up. Our, our, this is the cool table. I remember Dame Dash used to say, there's a story about how this one time when um, Harvey Weinstein, because, you know, Dame Dash, CEO of Rockefeller Records, along with Jay-Z and Kareem Biggs-Burke, um, they would make movies. And Harvey Weinstein was on the set being very rude to women. And Dame Dash smacked the shit out of Harvey Weinstein. Hmm. And this is Harvey Weinstein, like, very early, you know, before the stories came out and so forth and so on. And a lot of people was like, yo, he's, this dude's connected. In the, he's the movie industry. And Dame Dash is like, yeah, he's fucking corny, though. And he's being very disrespectful to these women. And fuck that guy. We don't need him. We are the wave. We don't need this fucking dweeb pretending like he's cool. Mm -hmm. to expect, it would be cool if he was just doing what he's doing and I would embrace him. But he's being rude. He's being disrespectful. I don't give a fuck about your money. You know? And I think I have a lot of that in me. Like, I don't give a fuck that you... Great. You read Hayek, Rothbard. You could tell me the whole Libertarian Chronicles from... I got those books, too. I have every fucking Ron Paul book, and I read about 85% of them, right? I don't give a fuck about how cool you are in the Liberty Movement. How are you as a human? So when other people are coming in that don't fit your cool person click, are you going to be inviting into them into Liberty and understand that as a movement to expand Liberty? Or are you going to like hide behind this like, uh, look, I'm cool. I know stuff. I've been on Timcast. Who gives a fuck? I've been on Timcast twice. You know? And so these are the things that um, there's like a, almost like a intellectual, passive aggressive bully energy that there's been some last remaining, last of the Mohicans motherfuckers standing around a little bit. But I, I would even be more um, respectful of that energy if they actually got shit done. But from right. what I can tell, it seems like it's a bunch of tweeting shit coming out of New Hampshire, a lot of it, not all of it, 
A lot of that. And these guys, just for anybody who doesn't know, these guys aren't the dorks. They're not the ones that got ousted. If you're talking about New Hampshire, if those are the guys that are right, that, know, no, I'm saying I'm saying it's a mixture. They got yeah. some of those people got ousted, but the New Hampshire people I'm noticing here more recently. That's where I'm getting that that little remnant of that same energy yeah. from. You know, that's they weird. Be the it's, that's, that's sad too. That's sad because yeah. they should be cool. And what should be happening is as many times as people say, you know, oh, the black community or such and such community or the urban community is libertarian. They just don't know it. Well, maybe if you stop saying goofy shit like, you know, I don't know, whatever the fuck Lord you're saying to that same extent. Now, me, I'm a fake comedian in my head, so I kind of I think some of this shit is hilarious. However, I also know that some of the tweets that even I've laughed at and joked at aren't the best for fucking outreach. We're talking about tactics and strategy. Yeah. As far as oh, we'll get there, Mosh. Yeah. <laughs> huh? We'll get there. I want to talk about that tweet. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's, there's, a, there's a concept of, you know, go back to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't get dressed with the rest of the team. Michael Jordan had a stake before every game, and he did not get dressed with the team. Um, Allen Iverson, Bill Russell used to throw up before every game. Um, the, the Phil Jackson, Bill Russell obviously didn't play with Phil Jackson, but you know, or coach Phil Jackson uh, wasn't coached by Phil Jackson. My point in saying that is Phil Jackson knew to let Dennis Rodman be Dennis Rodman. He knew yeah. to let Michael be Michael. Everyone has their own routine. And what Phil Jackson used to kind of like live by was letting everybody be in their own Zen bubble. And we can still come together and make a, an awesome team. The statement about that is, Genius should be catered to. When someone is a genius, and even if I think they're a dork or a fucked up person, not harming people, but just like, I don't like they vibe, I'll be more quiet about that person or those people because they're getting things done. When Allen Iverson said, we're talking about practice, not the game, not the game that I love that I give 110%, everybody should have fell back and recognized that. Allen Iverson took our team to a championship against the mighty Lakers with Kobe and Shaq, and we haven't been fucking back since. Genius needs to be catered to, so I recognize that. If somebody's a little unorthodox, I'm going to let him cook. Let him, let him cook, man. He cook it. Let him do his thing. What happens is I do that because if that person is in alignment with getting certain, and I'm not saying compromise our principles. I want to be clear about that. I'm just saying if this person is a little bit unorthodox, but if they're getting things done, bro, you're not violating the net, bro, you're not advocating for more war hawking and warmongering you're not doing all of those type of that those types of wild things you may have a different you may speak le- a little bit different than me some of my best friends are absolute nerds are absolute nerds and i admire those guys and and ladies my point in saying all of this is that's because i'm going into it with the thought process of can we group more people in America was created off of men arguing with each other about what, what, what should be the best way. So I'm not mad at the argument. I'm mad at, you know, the gatekeep and the pretension and acting like you're trying to actually push forward the liberty movement. But when you had the, you know, when you had the, the, the wheels and the reins for a long time, you absolutely did not push forward the movement. And so these are the contradictions that I see that I think that as we continue to push for BLM, the Black Libertarian Movement, because BLM, that's my shit now. They, these guys just did nothing but take money, right? And it, it didn't make the Black community or urban America or white America. Or any, well, shit, it might have made white America better. But anyway, 
Um, that's our brand now, the Black Libertarian Movement. We on that black flag shit. My point in saying this is I have a goal to make most of urban America go libertarian. That's my goal. Anything that's in the way of that fucking goal based on pettiness or you're upset that I have a, a relationship with, you know, uh, Mike Heiss or the caucus or things of that nature, or I'm looked at as much of a dork as I am, I'm looked at as the cool new kid. I don't give a fuck about your ego in that regard. I cannot, we cannot, we collectively, individually me, collectively us, cannot allow the, the, the loud minority, because I believe that those guys are the minority the loud minority to deter our inroads into a demographic, to be perfectly honest, politically that we need, we need, yeah. you know? So um, that's kind of like my spiel on that last, you know, on that view, but we still just got work to do. And I'm seeing, the, I'm recognizing the same kind of, you know, geek energy. And so I'm going to make sure, and I mean geek in a negative way, not a good geek, sure. not a person that knows stuff. Right. But, um, so oh, yeah. let, let me say this, man. I, I've been on your team since uh, since you ran uh, for city council and Sarwark was giving you shit. That's probably when you know you got acclimated with Mike. Um, so I I loved it when you know like the the nerds at that time, the regimes were like, oh, Maj was like he said mean things to the donors. I was like, I don't give a fuck about these donors. Like I was never that never outraged me. I was like, cool. If he's pissing off the right people, this is already awesome. I'm already a fan. Yeah. Um, lately, I, you know, like just since I booked this show, I was like, yo, everybody, I'm bringing Maj on. And some libertarians that I respect were like, well, I don't know. You know, Maj is like, you know, he's half a libertarian. I don't like his position on reparations, I've heard. Um, so I thought, man, this would be real easy to to clear some of this stuff up, maybe give, uh, you know, a, an elevator pitch on that or or whatever you want. But start with reparations and let's take it a little longer than 30 minutes if y'all can of um, course reparations every i tweeted this a few days ago everybody that watches game of thrones and understands in the beginning if you didn't watch game of thrones yet i don't know what the fuck's happening with you but spoiler alert everybody was like khaleesi's the rightful ruler her brother was an absolute piece of shit she want you as the story progresses you recognize Oh shit, Jon Snow's actually the rightful ruler. If you understand this concept of things were going one way, a, a group of people or a person or family member was wronged, and then property, stuff, and the lineage was broken, and that, that group of people needs to be made whole again, you fully understand the concept of reparations. Mm -hmm. Understand it. What mainstream narratives have done, and which is so ironic because libertarians or guys on the right or Republicans, right, will say the mainstream media, they all they lie about everything. But yet and still, they believe what the mainstream narrative says is what reparations is like. It's going to be a white people tax like you're white. And even though you didn't own slaves, you got to give us an extra twenty dollars a week out of your check. That's like so you are you are you would not advocate. I'm just going to try and be get the signal clear. So you would yeah. not advocate for a tax for all black people to get a check or an additional something because of their skin tone, just solely because of that. No, it would or be based on, it's not it, one. It would not be advocating for like, like take the tax out. First of all, the people that say that don't know what the fuck their tax dollars are going towards. Now they, they have no idea. 
They have no fucking clue. That's true. That's one. Two, I want to clear clarify because this there's this straw man argument that I'm advocating for because I'm black and because y'all are white, y'all owe me $20 each. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking retarded. And But that's the mainstream narrative. There was an episode of Atlanta, that TV show that came out, you know, last season was last season. But there's a reparations episode and like mainstream narrative jokes about it. And it's like, okay, you got to pay your reparate, like reparations in America. And like the white people have to line up. And then, you know, this guy Glover's like a, like a comedian and an artist, right? So white people have to line up to get the extra stuff taken out of their check. And it's like, that's the narrative, though. They've mm -hmm. not done any study. They haven't read From Here to Equality. They don't even know why black people, like, they haven't, we don't even got to go far back as slavery. We can talk about segregation. We can talk about land grants being removed. We can talk about after so-called emancipation, where the federal government says, okay, we fucked this group of people up. We fucked them up. We owe you this. And we we'll decided give you what it, 40 right. acres and a mule. That was reparations. Yep. The United States government said, psych. Default. Default. That's contracts. Not Libertarians love contracts. Right. <laughs> it's like, it was like, here's a contract. And then fucking Allen Iverson crossed you over like, fuck no. Pump faked you. That's not that. That in and of itself, when you tie land and home ownership and equity over time, you're talking about continuing after the government said we were wrong we fucked this group of people up you're continuing that you fast forward a bit to let's say the 1960s when dr martin luther king had the discussion about hey can we get some of the land grants from the government because we didn't get the 40 acres of the mule the government united states government reneged on it right they not only said not only were they not giving black folks in the 60s land grants that were gonna still kind of work the soil and you know, of like almost like sharecropping, but you own the land and you can create your own destiny because you can build a home, which obviously everybody knows that helps with median income. That helps with this. That helps with that. Like fucking home ownership is the shit. Right. Not only were they not giving the land grants to the African-Americans, they was taking them that same land and giving it to white farmers. This is not me making this shit up. This is what the United States government did now. You factor in the corporations, because this is where it gets tricky for a lot of people. Some people think I'm saying, be, simply because I'm black, never mind redlining, never not mind segregation, never mind the economic impact that the state in conjunction with corporations did that impacted. You can visibly fucking chart it. That was what critical race theory was supposed to be. Not the shit that they packaging and calling critical race theory now. It was the study of how a group of people, a racial group in America under certain legislation has been negatively impacted and here are the outcomes. That's what it was. Now, the people that argue against that got the soundbite quotes that did no fucking study. They haven't read any of the serious people involved in reparations. And I'm, I'm not talking about these tap dancing ass motherfuckers, you know, that just Johnny come lately like, cut the check and just saying it with no practical fucking application. There are people that have done work. Before Johnny Cochran died, he had this thing called the Reparations Assessment Group, where he was literally going to target the federal government and the corporations. Corporate charters exist beyond individuals. Wells Fargo, mm -hmm. Norfolk Southern, insurance companies that benefited and still have maintained a profit from the captivity of Amer African-American people. Now, some people say, well, 
that wouldn't be right, blah, 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 blah. Never mind the fact that the indigenous peoples, I think they got a shitty deal, but so-called Native Americans, indigenous peoples have received forms of reparations. Jewish Americans have received, the Japanese folks in internment camps during the World War received reparations. So this conversation is not about simply because I'm black, the government should just cut me a check. You motherfuckers pretend like slavery, segregation, redlining, no school choice, the segregation that happens and still to this day. There's a great book called, um, um, damn, what's the name of this book, man? The, Col the Color of Law. The Color of Law that talks about specifically just from how they segregated and made contracts to make sure that black people could not live in and own certain homes. We're not talking about slavery times. We're talking mm -hmm. about in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s. So the people that are arguing against this have, one, never probably listened to me explain this. Two, are the same people that'll say mainstream media is lying to us, but think that they're not lying to you about the reparations conversation. Conversation. Because, like me, I don't even want... Okay, do I want fucking, let's say if next week, oh, okay, all the black people get X. Do I want you to give me fucking fiat currency? Fuck no. So there's different conversations to be had. America, we have to acknowledge this, bro. The quicker we acknowledge this, the quicker race relations will get better in America. And if you're talking about this as a libertarian from a property rights, there was a family in California like last year that proved that the California government took their fucking great, great whatever's home. It was fucking beachfront property in L.A. They had to give it back. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about property rights as a libertarian, you're talking about the state violating people, which also, by the way, included murder. Yeah. Fucking murder. San state sanctioned murder. No, dude, I, I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with Walter Block's position on this. That's kind of where I, I'm at. Whereas like at, on an individual basis, if I could prove that four generations ago, uh, somebody in my family had their property stolen or that they were abused or God forbid sold into slavery, then yeah, you might have, so, uh, there's no uh, d uh, d time limit on justice. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. And so these are the conversations that when I say it from this way, it gets ripped down to, oh, he cares. He just thinks, oh, white people owe him. And it's like, bro, you, if the conversation about reparations was had in good faith, because no, not even white people are going to be like, well, slavery was all right, but just kind of get over it. And some do say that silly shit. Or they'll say this. They'll say, well, every every uh, culture participated in, bro, yeah. chattel slavery. Was Matt Walsh. <laughs> right. He loves that shit. <laughs> right. Chattel slavery in America, there was an economic component. And that. imagine if I said, because this is a good segue into some of the other stuff we'll talk about. Imagine if I said, well, rape and pillage happened in every fucking culture. If I rape and pillage a few people, I mean, what the fuck? It's retarded. So the people that are arguing against it, probably when arguing against or say that they don't like me because of my stance on it, they probably haven't listened to my stance on it. From a libertarian perspective, we cannot pretend that there should be a statute of limitations on death, rape, pillage, property violations. And as a people that were looked at as property, I'll give you even this. You know the motherfuckers that lost their property, that owned humans? Because it was not all white people in America. It wasn't. The people that owned humans after emancipation, do you know the government gave some of that land that was earmarked for those black people 
to the fucking captive owners. <sighs> so if a motherfucker like me knows that and is articulating it in a way that's not saying, yeah, you guys both, since you're white, you owe me money. Because no one ever fucking says that uh, other than TV. If I can articulate this position this way, there is no way that somebody can't go, nah, because maybe it could be the tax conversation. I don't think there should be any taxes, right? I think it well, should that be, would be That would be a winning, I'm not saying, you know, you couldn't have this argument too, but as a libertarian, if you were running for office, you, uh, white or black, I, if I was going into the black community, I would go, all black people should have to pay no taxes. That would be the first thing I would say. Because you've suffered then, enough. Then, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, because sure. then right after that, everybody else will be like, well, what the fuck? This IRS shit is bullshit. Aha. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. got you. Yeah. The, yeah. The guys, the guys, some of the guys, man, they don't, they don't think strategy. They don't think. Some of these guys are from the New England, man. They haven't seen a black person and, you know, it's right. been a while. <laughs> and it's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And so these are conversations that there's no one listening now that genuinely is trying to hear what I'm saying. I'm not talking about people that just made up their mind. If somebody said, well, I, I haven't heard about this thing on reparations, but I don't know. If I lay out that argument for them and then I tell them books to go read, that book, The Color of Law, is written by a white dude, like a white Jewish dude. And he's like, no, there was an economic impact to this shit. Mm-hmm. Which sources cited, and it's a very good book. I recommend everybody read it. Um, when you're talking about, you know, all of these different things, there's no one that can listen to that genuinely and go, nah, there's a discussion to be had. And then, and then these are the same people that if I said, our Jewish brothers and sisters will never fucking forget. Will never. And they're right. I'm not going to forget an atrocity and the, 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 the mafia, the transatlantic slave trade, is America's, for lack of a better term, it is the stain or our Holocaust towards an entire group of a race of people. And so if we want to make that situation whole and if people can like white folks, a lot of white folks that start feeling like that Karen rising up, it's like, yo, if we do this and recognize that it's a corporate charter that has profits and the United States government, this could be something that could do more for race relations in America, because then if America atones and says, do you know why so many people in the hood don't feel like they're part of the fucking American dream? Because we're consistently told goofy shit like the dumb shit that Dinesh just said, like tweeted however long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the blacks have lower IQs. Well, motherfucker, if that's the case, then how the fuck did Benjamin Banneger build D.C.? Like, come on, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's not a we have to look for things that are going to heal. And if we want to heal the best apology is change behavior and fixing the situation. So I think that conversation around, and again, I'm not the subject matter expert. I, I have done some study on it, and I know way more thoroughly involved and more intelligent people in that lane. But I think it's a conversation to have, and I think it does not, uh, it's not in opposition to a libertarian position. If I was saying, just fire up the money printers and just give the money to black people for being black as if there was not all of these things that we just discussed there, then I could, I, could, I could agree with some of those guys that were giving me more pushback. But that's not what I said, meant, or implied, and they should like, like actually listen to what I'm saying. 
Yeah, good, man. All right, that's pretty much how I thought that that was going to go. Now I have a nuanced <laughs> position on this. I'm not saying that we should just cut a check to everybody, but uh, that makes me happy. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, man, I would probably still try and get you to run for president, even if you wanted to cut some checks to people, because I'm selfish, and I feel like that that would grow the liberty movement, and I would probably settle out of court for that. It, it would, and here's the funny shit. While the these administrations are pretending like there will be no way to do that, and I'm not advocating for this. I want to be clear because some goofball will say I'm advocating for this. But then you got to think like right after you motherfuckers say we don't have any money to have a conversation about reparations. You print up and send trillions of dollars to fucking Ukraine. Now, that's the thing. Even the minar- that- if you're a minarchist, then you if you're letting the government in, then what are you going to? Oh, they can do X, Y and Z. But not definitely not anything else. It's like, I don't know, man. Only the anarchist has a legitimate argument against kind of what you're saying. Right. Nothing for nothing. But if you're no, a minarchist, right. what's one more check that they're cutting? You know, like, I don't know. And that's the <laughs> argument. Now, if you're a black person that knows both of those things, that knows the history of America, that knows how, because it would have just been land. The conversation would have never got to money because we solved that problem in 18 whatever the fuck, Right. Imagine if you're a black person in America that hears that from an administration and hears that repeated from the the Democrats, the Republicans, and unfortunately some libertarians now because they're not well-versed on the subject. But I believe that if libertarians actually with an open mind looked at it from a property rights perspective and corporate charters and the state, I think libertarians would get behind that. But that, 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 that leans... I have to really be open to it, right? But to, going back to it, the black person that sees that, that goes, so you mean to tell me, y'all just told me we couldn't have a conversation about something and there's proof of it all around that this this in, this in, uh, captivity and enslavement happened. We can't have a conversation about it because it's wacky, but you guys get to just print up fucking money and send $11 million for gender studies in Pakistan. What, how, how does that improve the, 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 that person's feeling like, yeah, I'm a part of this American thing? Skin in the... Yeah, dude, I, honestly. I mean, I make a big deal um, you know, with my presidential candidates. I want to feel represented. Or I'm not going to play. The, I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to send you money. I'm not going to tell my friends about you. I'm not going to support you online and put, attach my, you know, being to you. And right. I would feel the same way. Yeah, like I would. I would want them to be in or not. Right. Um, Maj, a year ago, Mike Heiss and the Mises Caucus, me and a couple of my pals, we all took over the Libertarian Party. We did that. We talked about it. And you gave a great speech that night, man. Um, I encourage everybody to watch that after the show. It's like 10 minutes. And instead of it being uh, like a cheerleading thing or like, hey, way to go, everybody, it was kind of a somber like, all right, well, now you just got to this real spot. And um, I kind of wanted to get like your opinion. You said, hey, I'll come back in a year or two or three and uh, we'll talk about how this is and I hope I'm wrong. But uh, how are you feeling a year later and um, maybe a quick LP report card? Um, I think I think the infighting has increased, but I anticipate that. It's called growing pains. It's not called like growing chill out. Um, I think some of the pe- some of those guys have shown themselves to be the people that lost or are just bitter. You know, at that same speech, I think I said you're gonna kind of have to do one of the hardest things, which is like reach out to the people that you just beat, mm-hmm. and those people have to reach back. 
Um, but I don't I don't see that much reaching back. I, I've seen guys legit try to extend olive branches. I've been one of those guys and and or ladies. Um, but bitter, bitter muff, you know, bitter bitches be tripping, bro. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we're getting, I, I, I fear that we don't recognize how powerful and a threat we are yet still. I mentioned, um, at the Delaware convention at that dinner where I was talking about how that, that TV show on Netflix or that movie started to kind of like drop hints about what a libertarian is. Y'all guys hear of this show called Secession? Mm-hmm. Heard of it, yeah. You know, I don't want to spoil that because some people have not seen the final season. But I'll, you guys probably, if you're watching it, you know that the older brother, Connor, is running for the presidency of America. Do you know what he ran as? Tell me a libertarian. That would be awesome. A libertarian. Ooh, they made that. Oh, shit, I'm watching the show. I got HBO. Now, Connor's kind of like the, the dim-witted one. But their families, they're, they're a media empire. Now, there's two things happen there. One, on one hand, the other TV show, that I, the movie that I mentioned, they made the libertarians seem like the MAGA villain. Mm. And on the other end, they'll, they make the libertarian look like the bumbling idiot. When I start to see this in TV shows, th- th- not even shows, they're programs. They're, they're, I want people to hear that word. Yes. It's programming. So when I'm telling people like, guys, you have to really, really watch how you're being um, packaged. Because right now, if I say aggressive mean tweets, I'm the black dude. Like, I'm like white dudes 40 years ago now. Like, other than me being like, if I was a gay black dude, I would be fucking invincible. However, I'm straight. So I'm not all the way. I can like, I'm semi bulletproof. Like, I don't have like, armor piercing it's weird that i understand exactly what you yeah. mean you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah yeah and sad but true yeah so when i tell libertarians that's why i'm going to all of the can't you know the uh uh can't every libertarian event i can possibly go to and i'm saying you guys outreach 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 they have to engage you to understand that you're not what mainstream media is currently painting you as connor does not win the presidency of the United States in secession, but I don't feel like that's too bad of a spoiler alert because if you know Connor, you know his character, you know he's kind of a fool. He's a libertarian. He's not going to win shit. I know that. Boom. <laughs> but the fact that it's, it's this large now that it has to be put into the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. It has to be put into the praxis, which means they're about the Donald Trump view. Donald Trump does a very good job, especially on the campaign trail, he gives people identities before they can identify themselves. It's that it's that even libertarians comment. Right. Right. We talk about it all the time. As soon as we got thrown in there, it was like, oh, they're noticing. You're all yep. one thing. All one homogenous thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can package you this way. You're now fighting to showcase that you're not this thing as opposed to presenting what your ideals are. It's a there it is. It's a chef's kiss. Yeah. I, I, as a chess player, when I see a good move, even if it'll fuck me up, I'm like, oh my God, that was that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so we put we put libertarians on secession. We make them lose. We make them be kind of like Connor. And we put this program into the mind of the person watching it that has not had genuine engagement with genuine libertarians 
that don't understand the philosophy. So that's the, the bumbling idiot end of the spectrum. And on this end of the spectrum, if he's a libertarian, like they said in the one movie, oh, he's he, he was involved in Ukraine. He, he engaged with Russia. He's the darling of the libertarian right. He's really close to MAGA. They make you be the villain. Mm-hmm. Not a well-intentioned, thoughtful, limited government. You should have more of your stuff. We don't want to hurt you. We don't want to take your stuff. Can we live and let live? That part is not in. It's our job because that's what mainstream narratives do. It's our job to do effective outreach. And one of the best ways of outreach without meeting someone when you may not be able to do hand physical outreach in your communities. One of the best ways of doing that is Twitter or social media, I should say. Yeah. But when you have guys like Dinesh saying black people have lower IQ, and obviously he's not a libertarian, but I'm just giving an example. I've, I've struggled to get people to understand the power that the Republican Party was when it was started, especially as a way to continue the emancipation of black people after, you know, uh, enslavement. They're a far cry from that. One of my favorite historic figures is Frederick Douglass, who was a conservative. But what a conservative was then and what a conservative is now is worlds apart. But the reason why they're not interested is because they're the uni party. They're not, they just want to look, they just want, we want to just one up the left. And right. this is Batman and Joker fighting forever. No yeah. one ever actually killing each other because now you're symbiotic, yeah. right? We have the ultimate move right now because we have yet to be packaged a certain way. But now we're to your question. Now, because we're a threat, the most popular television show in the world right now, Secession, is characterizing libertarians a certain way. We have to do very, very well to make sure that we're not substantiating those false narratives and incorrect stereotypes. And I don't think we're doing a good job at that. I I just don't. Um, I think that, let me not say it that way. I think that there's a certain section of the libertarian populace that is doing a horrible job at that. The, the, ironically, the people that are doing the really good job at it, that are like, hey, we want liberty, we want different voices, we're doing outreach, we're trying to get people to participate in this local election. There's, the people that are doing that, unfortunately, don't always have the same amount of time to fucking tweet all day like the people that tweet all day mm-hmm. and say fucked up shit. And then they become what is looks like the representation of all libertarians libertarianism is the big tent that the gop pretends to be in real life and so we just have to do a better job and get tighter at it so i do think yes we are getting more popular and getting a lot of mainstream uh narratives attention but now that we have their attention we have their attention so we got to make sure that we you know paying attention yeah. Um, but as far as like the working, the guys and women that are working, huge shouts to like Angela McArdle, huge shouts to folks like I seen Angela go to several different joints, baby on hip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, working that shit out. You know, those folks, you know, even people that I kind of don't like, I'm like, nah, they, they still kind of like working for the liberty thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, those folks trying to bring people up to New Hampshire. Those guys that are getting libertarians to run as Republicans, I may, I may not like how their approach is, but I got to acknowledge that there's some work being done. So mm-hmm. those folks, I think, are doing a great job. Um, I just think they overall, 
the party still sucks at outreach. It cannot just be like, I don't think we highlight Eric July enough. Yeah. I don't think we highlight um, Larry Sharp enough. There's a brother, I forgot his name, but when I was in Florida, he's on the Duval County's um, situation. We got to highlight, where are the fucking Asian and Spanish libertarians? And I, I want people to understand, I'm not saying this as like a pander. I'm not saying like, hey, yeah. we, here, here, here's, our, here's our Asian. I don't mean it that way. I'm saying there are Asian folks that have powerful voices that could speak to Asian, Islander, Pacific, uh, Japanese, African, I mean, actual African, like African from the continent, libertarian perspective. We need to make sure that we're giving them the mic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think we can push back against a lot of this silly shit, but I think we got a lot of work to do there. And I'll keep, you know, doing the work myself and communicating like what works and what doesn't in my lived experience. Um, but I think if we start resonating with that, guys got to trust me a little bit. I know the fuck what I'm talking about. I know I'm talking about outreach and how it works because it's exactly what I did with Black Guns Matter. I went to everywhere that they were like, they're not going to fucking listen to you. And hey, everybody started listening to me. So it's not theory. It's not conjecture. Sure. It's practice. And we can tweak things because, you know, each city has its own vibe and culture. But if we can listen to the people that know what they're talking about and get those cultural liaisons, we will crush it. We will crush it. I have a goal to get one million folks, new members from urban America into the Libertarian Party. One million people is not a lot of people, but it's a lot. Do you know there's only like 18,000 at the moment, so you'd really be kind of flooding it. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal, because I'm tired of listening to the fucking pussies. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear, and I, think about that, though. Like, think about what you just said. Libertarianism, there are so many people that identify as libertarian. What the fuck happened that they don't want to join the party? Mm. Public opinion means everything, man. That's why that they is. use the propaganda that they do. That's why Secession is on talking about the stuff right now. That's why they send you these empty calories like Ben Shapiro and this sh sugar for your diet like Matt Walsh so you can fill up on that shit and not really get to the shit. I think the whole Trump, uh, the entire thing was to squash the Ron Paul revolution, turn that into something else, something it's, a little... It's amazing, you know... My, my, I quote my Nana all the time. My Nana used to say, respect the devil. I say this all the time. We are smart, but the devil is ancient. So all of the smart shit that you think, I'm pulling a fast one on the devil. Mm -hmm. And the devil's like, I've seen this shit like 82,000 times. I'm ancient, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I think if we look at it from that respectful space, I just want to respect the power of the World Economic Forum. I want to respect it because I don't want to get caught up in like, oh, no, I'm smarter than that. I want to respect mm -hmm. um, the chess moves that they're making with this fake woke shit. Like the CSI in index and the fucking all of that. It's a beautiful chess move. If we understand and respect the chess move, we can we can combat the chess move a lot better. And to your point about the Trump thing, I, we just got to be honest. I, I'm not coming to Porkfest in a couple of weeks and acting like Robert F. Kennedy is nothing at this point more than a, just another politician. He's very anti-gun. And that is the litmus test that I have. Hmm. He's advocating for motherfucking pork fest or certain sections of it to be anti-gun. Yeah. I saw I'm that. not fucking going to pork fest without a gun or a few rifles. Yeah. I'm that's not, not going to happen. Yeah. 
I did want to ask you about. I want to spend just one minute on that though. Dave yeah. Smith tweeted out he, his four presidents in a row in the order that he would take them, and he said, "Right now, RFK, Trump, DeSantis, Biden." Would you agree with that? Would you switch that up a little bit? Or is the because he no. says COVID and the wars are the the most important things, so you kind of got to take the hit on the other shit. I I I do. I I understand that logic and that breakdown. Um, but I think voting for the lesser of three or two or four or five evils is what fucking got us here. Yeah, I get that too. Mm-hmm. The, the job has a fucking job description. Respect the Constitution is like top of the fucking list. You can't get past like the second one on the Bill of Rights without <laughs> fucking up the job. <laughs> Nobody. It, it, it's it, right. it, be, it becomes a it becomes like a. Think about it this way. And again, I'm I'm biased. The reason why I'm biased is because I understand the importance in American culture of firearms. Dave is not a his his top things. And I'm not saying his top things are wrong. I want to be mm-hmm. clear about that. But I'm saying a major reason why war doesn't come to America is because uh, there's fucking at least 300 million guns that we know of around this bitch. So that plays a part. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not with war generally unless I don't want smoke with nobody that don't got smoke with me. If you want smoke and do something to try to create fire with me, I'm going to fucking turn your whole shit into a parking lot. That's what's going to happen. And I'm not mad at that. However, that has to be provoked. You know? Right. That this is this is consistent with the non-aggression principle. Right. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I'm not saying that Dave is wrong. I'm saying the reason why I can't rock with this dude, Kennedy, because you have been adamant and then hid the tweets or deleted them. You have been adamant about anti-gun shit. That is the easiest and swiftest way to get shit popping socialism, communism, the mm-hmm. unarmed. So I cannot ignore that, which means he can't make my list. Honestly, I've been thinking that I hate the CIA more than he does, and I feel like that's weird. You know what I mean? That's weird. As fuck. That's weird. I just I've been I've been thinking that lately. You know, and so so I, I know the reason why Dave makes that list. And listen, RFK, his book uh was what did he write the real, the real entry? Yeah, the yeah, real he did. Entry. That book was man, fucking it's a fucking alley oop to anyone that wants to learn. Yep. So I'm not knocking that, but I can't, I can't, I can't, my principles dictate that I do not sway on that. There's too much world history that shows me that every time that we just be like, well, we, we'll just let this one guy in that, that, that might want to take the guns. Every, in world history, not just American history, I can't ignore that. Right, so a I, trusted I, brand name too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous. I, I, I just, I'm with that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gun shy, pun intended. It's like, nah, bro. Um, as far as Trump and DeSantis, they both push red flag laws. Mm-hmm. The irony is Trump was horrible for the Second Amendment. Even though he was backed by the NRA, no real Second Amendment activists really fuck with the NRA like that. They, they fuck with Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America, Brownells, just because Brownells got dope shit, right? But like... No, he advocated yeah. for red flag laws, then said, take the guns first, due process second. Fuck no. Oh, so he made it down to the Fourth Amendment out of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are the things that I, I, if we say we want people to not be, we don't have to accept any of them. We can say, here's what I like about this person. 
Here's what I don't like. I think that's a more robust way of articulating your association or like of these presidents. And I, I get it. Twitter, you can't like type your whole Explain life. Explain all this. Right. And people gave him a bunch of shit. Oh, he's a libertarian now. It's like, no, man. It's just like, these are the four people who were running. It's like, and here's my reason why, you know, but to, to the point, the COVID shit, the COVID shit and the war shit, a hundred percent. I think people should read and listen to the stuff that Kennedy says and get get a better shaping on that in that lane. Nobody should listen to me about like like I've never had a fucking ugly girl. Oh, damn. I feel <laughs> he's never had an ugly chick. <clears throat> that I believe. <laughs> Bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. He's in the hood. Let's hope he's okay. Um uh, Shit, man! I really want to find out if he's running for president, though. I hope he calls back in, cause uh, was that going to happen? Maybe, well, dude. I think it might. Here, I had some. I mean, if wouldn't that be the shit if he announced tonight on, on this show tonight? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll press him, dude. I and while he's not here, I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you and, and anybody else who is here. Uh, I I hit him up like with like four emails, pestering him on Twitter. Dude, coming on the show Tuesday nights, coming up really close. Are you sure? Ba, ba, ba. So. Um, yeah, we pulled that off like last second, but, um, yeah, I hope he, uh, I hope he can come back in. Come on, Maj, Mr. President. Let's see if we got any cool, uh, any cool comments. Let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. Let's see. Hector Ruse. Yeah, we all know Dave's number one is Blake Masters. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave Smith. The Mises Caucus gets a lot of shit for that. Like, they did it. No, it's fucking Dave Smith. So, oh, and this motherfucker right here, the system is down. Joe Exotic, 2024, he won't let this go. This is his running joke that I... Is that guy running from jail? He's in jail, and he's doing, he'll do your podcast for $400. (laughs) (laughs) Come on and let you... I think it's worth it. We should get him on here. You know, oh, man, dude, (laughs) just to do it to own Dan Smots would be pretty neat. Um, So, yeah, if you guys have any... Any smackers you want to send to my PayPal so I can get Joe Exotic in here. Um, Benzo Barbie says, Maj Smoth 24. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, Shannon likes it, so. Man. Bro. I, got, I, I had neat tweets and everything. Come on, Maj. This is the Philly special. Beep. Peace. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> Maj, you got a pork fest. What what was he talking about? RFK wants a non-firearm section. So he did. He I hit don't up, even understand. He hit up. Uh, we talked about this on Dan Smot's show last week with the uh, the organizer for Porkfest. But yeah, uh, he wants to come and he's going to be there. But he wanted his whole section to be like a gun-free zone. But and he rolls with people with guns. Exactly. Remember? Yeah, we saw him in D.C. He probably yeah. had like six, seven, eight people strapped. Packing um, right next to him. Right, which so that's is... That's kind of odd. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, you could you could probably make it. I mean, it's Porkfest, so without... I'm sure he doesn't know the culture exactly, <laughs> yeah, but, right. you know, a couple Googles should probably do it. Oh, I can't believe I didn't get to ask him if he's going to run for president. Son of a bee. Oh, man. Let's see. Jennifer says, I was getting so much hate on Twitter for supporting Maj for Press. Yeah, me too. From like some pretty good libertarians, I would say. 
Let's see, system. Pay four hundred dollars to own me. I dare you. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to do it. Damn it. Uh, if anybody gets a soft pass on guns, it's a candidate. You're right. I mean, the, yeah, the PTSD has got to be pretty real. Intergen- intergenerational PTSD there. But um, I mean, I, but it's a different thing, I guess. If he's advocating for more gun control or just saying, I, I don't want to be in a spot where there's guns in my face. Right. Like so if he's advocate, you know what I mean? It's like going I don't know to, what he means. No it's guns. It's like going like, to like Gatorland and being like, I don't know if there's reptiles around. You know, it's like I don't it's fucking pork fest. That's what I'm saying. Do a couple Googles. Um Damn bro. Fucking I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, Hector, is that true? DeSantis demands all his public events be a disarm? Is that no oh, I believe that. Hector actually ran against Ron DeSantis, so he would know. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that. Ron DeSantis is a CIA asset. That's it. Guantanamo Bay, Ugh. Yale, Harvard, uh, you know, U.S. Attorney, Justice. Uh, he's he's all, the, all the things. Hmm. Yeah, Guantanamo Torture Program. All for uh, it. Not gun control, just a private event. Yeah. No big whoop. Uh, I mean, we did hit an hour, bro. Um, and I get the impression that Maj is not coming back. Oh, I'm going to send him a <laughs> two-star review on this one. <laughs> Start with the important shit next time, dude. Yeah. Bro, does he not know that this is 50? This is the 50th yeah. one, and you ruined it. <laughs> Just kidding. He's the fucking man. He can do it. And I'm still going to pester him. Listen, I'll tell you and I'll tell these guys, over the past couple months, I've got to look three pillars of the liberty movement in the face and tell them that they should run for president. I told Dave Smith that. I told Mm -hmm. Spike Cohen that. And I told Maj Torre that. And I can't think of anybody else, really, who would I I would like enthusiastically get behind. Um, So I hope that he considers it. He did tweet the other day. We would have, you know what, dude? We're going to do it because who did it's tweet? our show. Maj. So we'll do a round of neat tweets. Here are some uh, tweets. So Maj tweeted the other day, should I run for the libertarian nomination for president of the United States? I'll abide by the results. And there were 5,697 votes. And he, and yes, won with 65% of the vote. So I feel like, him saying it, like he already pretty much signed up. But I was going to have him do it. That's, a, that's right. running away with it. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's no joke. 6,000, that's like one-third of uh, Libertarian Party membership. So I would say do it. Um, because he's right, man. Like, look, just think about where we live right here in the 95 corridor right here. You got, you know, just our geographical location. I'm 40 minutes away from Maj. I'm 40 minutes away from Mike Heiss. We're in this like triangle here. You know, the, mm-hmm. um, all these great guys out of Baltimore and Jersey. You could just do, you could, you could do a lot. Um, and I think the inner city, he's right, man. Like the inner city needs the libertarian philosophy and the libertarian party needs members, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I think that the Democrats running the cities are pretty much that's what needs to be attacked. Like until you go do that, I don't know what you're doing. You have to get it. Why not go to the concentrated areas? 
even if they're the worst spots, you know, right now for your message and everything, I think that's uh, ultimately what needs to be done. So, but I don't know if it's the worst spot for the messaging right now. Like it seems like he's having success with that. I mean, he is. Yeah, right there. I mean, but I mean, Philadelphia historically, I mean, it's super blue. That's when he rough. ran for, um, he ran for uh, city council, and there was like twelve Like I think he came in twelfth place out of fifteen. I'm not saying that to shit on him. I would absolutely vote for him. I'm just saying he got 0.5% of the, you know, like, yeah. And he had some Mises caucus help and things like that. It's just like those people in the, in the cities, I don't think are ready for a libertarian message a lot of the time until they like get it one on, if you get it one on one, Hey, come see what I'm doing here. But yeah, you can have some success. And, uh, he strikes me as somebody who like, isn't looking for an overnight, you know, turn of things. You know, like, I think he's just willing to do the work live his life the way that he sees fit, spread the good word kind of that way, you know? But the Solutionary Center is awesome, man. I mean, that's really... Yeah, he's doing... Um, Tim Miller is talking about some presidential candidate in here. I want to see what he says. Tim says, Mike Termott is a nice guy, but he is not radical, and he didn't stand up to many softball questions I had for him. Tim, you bring up a good point. And anybody who's watching the show... um, yeah, look, he is a nice guy. He came to our our convention in Delaware too. He gave a nice speech, and he's a nice dude. But if you think that we took over this party so that we could run uh, a moderate ex cop, I mean, he just retired. He just retired as a cop, a cop during COVID. It's like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but I would take anybody who's been working in some fashion in the liberty movement over that guy to run for anybody. That means me, you, Hector Ruz, Tim Miller, Benzo Barbie, any of you guys would be better suited for a messenger for that, for that role. So for me, I'm not looking for somebody. He like, he checks off boxes. He worked as an economist in the government. He worked as a cop. So I would say maybe get a job in the private sector, Mike, and then come back to me. Um, (laughs) you know, before you want to lead the libertarian party. Um, Again, it's just it, he's a nice guy. He should run for mayor or sheriff since you were a cop. And mm-hmm. I would tell my friends about you. But I am going to be working very hard to make sure that one of those three people I mentioned gets to run because I want to be represented. I want somebody that I can go, yeah. Because, like, he's you right, just man. Hung, you just hung out with Spikes. You got any aspirations? I think he's playing a little coy right now, but I think it's on the table. And... um I have a feeling he'll run. Um, and all these guys too, by the way, Dave, Spike, Maj, they, these are all guys that do other shit. Other, Spike's got a great nonprofit, You Are the Power, mm-hmm. that, that he's pushing. It's like his own Mises Caucus, right? Um, Maj doing this thing with Black Guns Matter and the Solutionary Center. They're just like, re- Dave, you know, a great stand-up, you know, respected comedian by some of the, you know, the biggest names in the world. Um, so I just feel like... Uh, it's cool when these guys have just something like something that can generate something extra. So those are the three that I got picked out. If you guys have any better ideas, lay them on me, but, um, I would sooner vote Noda and, Oh, I love, I love all you guys, all my Meekhawks, everybody. But if you guys go with that, if you guys want to go with Termot, it's, it's war, baby. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in this to win this. And, you know, I, I like the social groups. I like my friends that I can meet and my community and everything, but I'm here to get what I want. 
I want you guys to know that. <laughs> so I want something that's fucking radical. Uh, Clint Russell, Benzo Barbie said, I'd be okay with that. I think Clint uh, and Maj would be a pretty neat ticket. Also Clint, or excuse me, uh, Spike Maj would be a good ticket. And mm-hmm. frankly, I don't really care about the order, vice president, president and stuff. The Libertarian Party is actually kind of unique that way, Dan, if you didn't know that. Um, like the delegates pick the president and then they pick Both the vice. Yeah. Right. So like, like Spike a, gets thrown with Joe Jorgensen, you know, he had to kind of deal <laughs> yeah. with that. So it's upsides and downsides. But um, I, do, I do like that. I think that that's pretty cool. Um, and Clint's, Clint's new, you know, been in the game two, three years, but I think he would do, he'd be a good messenger. But um, yeah, those are my top three. And I don't think Maj is coming back. I hope he's okay. He did tell me. He gave us like an hour. He told, us, told me it was going to be a half because he was in the car, in the hood. But um, dude, 50. Fucking made it. In the bank. In the bank. Feel good about it? Yeah, man. I feel good about it. Now it's uh, like long road to whatever the next milestone is. Can we I feel double like we it now before we can't we celebrate till 100. I know. <laughs> Shit. I know. <laughs> Every 10. Every 10 we'll celebrate it. That's yeah. just, you know, we got to take those small victories where they come, you know? Yes, sir. Anyway, man. I appreciate you. And uh, if you're down next week, we'll do it again. I'll see if I can pester somebody else to. Maybe we'll get Maj back to come back to do part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for like seven minutes at the end. Yeah. So you, can... <laughs> you owe me a seven-minute episode. But right. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. All Talk right. to you soon. Later. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you so much. Sorry to kind of cut it short. Um, I really wanted to get Maj to tell me he was going to run for president. So if you see him on Twitter, go tell him. Run for president. It's time. Announce it. Um, or at least, uh, I don't know. I'll go, I'll go down to the Solutionary Center, set up an exploratory committee, and uh, we'll light this firecracker. Anyway, I had a ball. See you guys next time. All right, peace. Peace.